Christ. There's a lot of ways that we can deny Jesus Christ. It's not just one way. It's not just what Peter did, but we deny him every day of our life. When you don't, when you shy away from a conversation and somebody is talking about Jesus Christ, and you say, "Hey, I, I don't want to be in that circle," you deny Jesus Christ. When somebody asks you, "Are you saved?" You say, "Oh, no, I'm not saved." Mm. But you know you deny mm -mm. Jesus Christ. Uh oh. Mm. And that's what Peter did. But Peter wrote something after the upper room experience. He was willing to die for Christ. He was willing to serve God with all his life, all his understanding. That's why he wrote, he said, be sober. Peter said, be sober. To be sober is to become intoxicated with drugs of alcohol or any kind of thing. And it's more than one way to be sober. It's not only alcohol, it's not only drugs, but he wants to be sober in our minds, mm. in our discipline. The way we live, he wants to be sober. Sober, sober is a big word. Believers have to be sober at all times that he will watch for the devil. Because mm -hmm. the devil is always attacking Israel. Mm -hmm. He's always on God. He's always doing something to distract you from paying attention to the word of God. Have you ever noticed when you say, I'm going to do something for the Lord? Mm. I'm going to go into the, under the bridge and help some poor, I'm gonna give them a coat, I'm gonna give them a, a blanket, some food, and sometimes we get distracted mm. from that. Mm. You know what it is? It's the devil. Come on. He will distract you from doing the right thing. And even some of us got a New Year revolution all wrote out and ready to sing. <laughs> I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. And you're lying to yourself and you're lying mm. to God. Right. That's Come the on. same revolution you made last year. Come on. And you didn't do nothing that you said that you was going to do. Come on. You're lying. It means a way of being distracted of drugs and alcohol. No believer can be alarmed enough to stand up against the devil. The indulgence of the flesh. It takes God and God by Himself. We need to give that to the Lord. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> we get attacked every day of our life with different things that the devil knows that will entice us. Sometimes sex mm -hmm. entices. I, I don't mm -mm. think I can do the sex, but you can think about doing something. And don't you know when you think about doing something, you already see it? Come on. It's not just doing the act, it's just thinking about it. Come on. And the devil distracts you because your mind all wrapped up in doing something. Come on. But you know, food can be a distraction. Mm. Oh, no, 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 Pastor. Food, yeah, food can be a distraction. <laughs> food can take you away from the wheel of God. It'll take you away from studying the word of God. There's so much like caught up with food. I mean, we can't go without food. 
We can't eat three meals a day. It's got to be three meals and snacks in between those three meals. Come on. And sometimes sleep. The devil said, if I keep you sleep, you don't have no time to spread the word of God. You don't have no time to read if I can just keep you sleep. And some of us get up in the morning and we get tired and we go back to bed. Mm. God has blessed you to retire from that job so you go to sleep the rest of your life awake. But God didn't have you to retire to be sleeping. He enabled you to retire to do more work for him. Mm. Mm. Sometimes we get recognized too much. Somebody put us on a pedestal and we think once we get up there, we don't have to do anything, just bark orders. Sometimes we get caught up in pornographic things on our TV and telephone. It's everywhere now. It's everywhere. And he want to fill your mind up with that stuff. The devil can't make you do something, but he can present it to you. Because even when I be watching my cell phone, oh, let's be honest, people. When we be watching our cell phone, something pops up. All right? Something pops up there and say, hey, if you swipe to the left, you get to see all of the one. You get to see all of that. Now, a lot of us swipe to the left. Amen. Because we're curious. We want to see something. Come on. That's more than the sin on this little side. Uh, all right. That's how the devil will trick you. Sometimes position will take you away and distract you from the word of God. Sometimes my jobs, when you have a job, we got this position. I can call shots now. Mm. And tell people what to do. But did you tell them about the Lord Jesus? Mm. Don't you know sometimes God puts you in the right position to spread his news? Amen. Mm. Come on. And boys sometimes clothes. We can't get enough clothes. And I'm basically talking to the women folks. I know it's gonna get quiet up in here. Come on. But we gotta have a clothes for this. We gotta have a new dress for that. We gotta have a new outfit for that. We cannot wear the same thing we wore last year. I'm not gonna wear it this year because somebody might see it. They might say, hey, you wore that last year. Come on. Really? Well, brothers and sisters, when I get up in the morning, I, on Sunday morning, I just pick out a suit. I don't care if I wore it last week or two weeks before. That's what I'm going to wear. I don't care what my wife said. You say, you wore that three weeks? I'm wearing it again. Come on. Because <laughs> it's not about me. It's not about what I have on. I am indecent in order. I smell good. Come on. That's all really what counts. Man. I'm just saying what I'm saying. There's nothing wrong with having clothes. Don't get me wrong. But when you let clothes stop you from coming to church, stop you from coming to Bible class, stop you from coming to Sunday school, stop you from praising God, it's something wrong. Come on. I stay at home because I don't got that. I don't have a, a different outfit. Mm. Yeah, you can watch them on TV. 
believer, God gave you the ability to come out and jump in your car and come out to praise him personally. That's what he wants you to do. He's not going to take that excuse that it's on TV. Okay. All right. No, he's not going to take it. Come on. When we are evil bodies and God gave us a strength and the, come on. And the hell to come yes, out God. and listen to his word and come out to the sanctuary and praise God. It's nothing like coming to the sanctuary and giving God the praise. Yes, sir. And listen to his name. Sleeping. Sleeping. Mm. When you are looking at other material, you have your Bible open, but you have 
are stirring inside your Bible, and people think you're reading your Bible, but you're not. You're reading some kind of other material. You see that? Don't try to hide it. Come on, come on. It says in Matthew 26 and 41, watch and pray. That ye enter not into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Mm. Luke 12 and 37 said, Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he come, shall find. Watch him. Here I say unto you that he shall gather himself and make them to sit down to me and will come forth and serve them. Amen. Amen. Why does Peter tells us to be sober and vigilant? The Bible says it become, it's because your adversary is a devil. Right. Yeah. He is like a groin, lion, walking about seeking who he hangs. My brothers and sisters, we cannot go asleep when God's word is going forth. Come we on. cannot let the devil distract us. We cannot let the devil steal our joy, our peace, our happiness. We must stay focused on the word of God. We must do the word of God and believe it and receive it. Mm. We must not only hear the word of God. We must not only receive the word of God. We must not only be doers of the word of God. But we need to sell everything that the word of God is saying to us. All right. Mm. A lot of us hear the word of God, but we just hear it and it stops there. Uh -oh. A lot of people are here going to hear what I'm saying, going to hear the word of God, but it ends here. Mm. Mm. Uh -oh. mm. Even some of us are here and understand the word of God, but we don't apply the word of God in our lives. All right? uh -oh. It's not good enough just to hear. It's not good enough just to understand. But you got to apply it in your heart, in your mind. And what do I mean by life? You got to be a doer of God's word. Mm. Mm -hmm. You got to live God's word. Yeah. You just can't read it like you read a storybook. Mm. You need the word of God to give you direction and instructions on how to live yep. your life. Yeah. Mm. Peter says it's best in Father, he said, be sober, be, be good, because your adversary is the devil. Peter is telling us who is our enemy. It's not your brother or your sister, it's not your mother or your daddy, it's the devil. Come on. Who is controlling them? Who has packed things in their head? We're going to blame each other. But it's not each other. All right. Brothers and sisters, we should have a forgiving heart. Come on. No matter who hurt us, we should have a forgiveness heart towards one another. We should put the blame on who's the blame. It's the devil. I know you have church church. I know you've been through trials and tribulations. I know people have said things and hurt you. But don't believe them. Blame the devil. Because Peter is telling us who is our adversary. One that speaks against another. Mm. 
And that's what the devil does. He speaks against you. He never speaks for you. He always tries to tell God, hey, like God don't know. Mm. He said, that's my son. That's come my on, son. come on. That's the one I came down to sacrifice my life. Those are my people. So therefore, I know what's going on. First King 5 and 4 says, but now the Lord my God has given me rest on every side so that there is neither adversary nor evil occurrence. Come on. Luke 13 and 17 says, and when he had said these things, all his adversary was ashamed, and all the people rejoiced for the glorious things that was done by him. He come as a roaring lion. That's what Peter said. That kid, a roar, a lot of us does not do Nothing when people are roaring at us and people are saying all manner of things against us, we do nothing. Peter said the devil is your adversary. That means he always talking about talking about us. Come on. Like a roaring lion. You ever seen Animal Kingdom? Mm -hmm. You can look at that something. You can turn away from all those R X rated movies and look at something <laughs> that you can get educated from. And what I know is when I looked at Wild Kingdom, I see these lions and they come in this cap, they're roaring, they mad, they're upset. You know why they're upset? Because they are newcomers. And when they come into a family, and, and the mother lions has little cubs, you know what he does? He kills all those little cubs. He has no pity. He has no thought, he'll kill them all. So she'll go and eat again, so he'll have his own. Brothers and sisters, I think we're like that today. Uh, you say, well, Pastor, how? We want to kill everything. That's not like us. We want to get rid of everything. That's not like us. And that's what a roaring lion would do. Peter said, the devil is your adversary. I'm telling you, who is the roaring lion? When people talk against us and lie on us, know that the devil is roaring at us. Mm. The devil is not sitting still waiting for us. No, he's, he's moving. He's moving around. Peter says he is walking about looking and seeking. Hmm. He made the vow. The word vow means to destroy somewhere, someone or something. So the devil is looking to kill and destroy. John 10 and 10 says the thief coming not, not but to but kill or to steal and to kill and to, destroy. and to destroy. I am coming that thou might have, have life and that, and that they might have it more abundantly. That's what Jesus is coming. Come no on. What the devil is telling you. Yeah. Mm. Don't believe Come on. When I come, when I'm saved, Pastor, I have accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. I've been baptized. I read, I read God's word and receive it and I apply it. Why would the devil seek me? He can't steal my soul because my soul is locked up 
in Jesus Christ. Because I'm wrapped up, tired of, and tangled up with Jesus. And the world can't give me no I'm right with the devil. John 10 and 29 says, My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out. Because my father's here. I'm safe in his arms. So why would the devil bother me? The devil is trying to steal your witness. Uh -oh. He's trying to steal. He's trying to shut your mouth. He's trying to shut you up. He's trying to seal that you won't talk to nobody. You won't witness to anybody. That's what the devil can steal from us. Come on. We got to be careful. With our witness. That the believers are to look at scriptures and to exercise God. The devil can't steal your soul. The devil can't pluck you out of God's hand. The devil can't steal your joy. The devil can't steal your love. The devil can't steal your peace. But he can steal your witness. What is my witness? Your witness is anything that you do, anything that you say. And sometimes the devil tries to destroy your witness by one slip up. All right, can destroy your witness. Come on. What do you mean, Pastor? One slip up. People know the word just like you know the word. All right. They know what you should not be doing, and they know what you should be doing. And so one slip up. I was angry at work, so I had to cuss out. But I repented. I, I, I went to God and I apologized to God. And God forgave me. You're right, He did. But what about the people who hurt you? They don't have to trust in you anymore. They don't believe anything you say because of that one slip up. You have ruined. All the things that you have built, you have ruined it. One lie. I ain't talking about your lies everywhere and every place. One lie can ruin your witness. No one trusts you anymore because you already, they already see that you are lying. And you know what they call a lie? They call a liar. Oh, I know you lied more than one time. So they call you a liar. No one believes you because your witness is gone. Sometimes we have to move from our present state and go to another state and start all over again because we have lived such a regular life before unbelievers. And when they see you talking about, oh, okay, sister, I saw them last night over here. I saw them over here, over there. That's how you destroy your witness. Right. But let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. Your witness should never be destroyed by other believers. Oh, I ain't saying something. Uh oh. I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to help you. Come on. And I know we say things that we shouldn't say. And I'm there to forgive you and to believe you. Uh oh. No, no, no believer should destroy a believer witness. Right. We all human. We do things. We say things. 
things that we shouldn't say. We get angry. But the Bible says, sit not, but sometimes we say it. But we need to be careful when we are among unbelievers. Be always awake. Be sober. Be vigilant that we are in around unbelievers. And that's why Peter said, watch where you at. Watch where you go. Watch who's around you. We need to watch and pray. Yeah. Let us be careful in our conversation. When somebody comes upon us and we tell them a dirty joke, you have ruined your witness. Be careful how you treat others because words will go out. Man. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Dirty dog. Uh-oh. I need to treat more. Wait. He owed me some money. He still haven't paid it back. <laughs> the word would go out. Mm. And that's when your witness is lost. Be mm. careful what you wear. All right. All right. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You want to be a hoochie mama, do you? I used to dress like that, but I don't dress like that. <laughs> Come on. You say, well, I don't care what the world is. You better care what the world is Because we are living, walking testimony of Jesus Christ. We are representing Jesus Christ. I'm not representing myself. I represent Jesus Christ. Come on. We've got to be careful the way we dress and what we wear. And be careful how we act. Mm. Amen. Oh, you know, we can have a fool. Let's get a reputation. Let's start today. And so I'm going to clean up my act. Yep. 
And the only way to clean up is Jesus Christ. So let's clean it up. Let's watch what we do. Let's watch what we say. Watch how we act. Amen. for Jesus Christ. Amen. And all I have to say to you, brothers and sisters, watch. The doors of the church is open. Amen. The doors is open for any unbeliever, any believer. If you want to know God, you don't know God, personally you come. And God is here. He's here. He's everywhere. All at the same time. He's right here. And he wants you to give your life to him. I don't know how old how young you are. He said, I'm old Savior. And I'm a young Savior. Come unto me. All that you play with, I'll give you rest. And you might say, hey, Pastor, I'm saved. I know I'm saved. I know I'm going to the Christ. But you need to join a church family. You need to be a part of a family that cares about you, that loves you, that will call you, that will put their arms around you and say, you can make it. One that will pick you up when they see you fall. They won't judge you. They won't walk over you. They won't stop on you. They will stop and pick you up. He said, brother, you can get up. Sister, you can get up. Because God picked me up when I was down and out. We can use our testimony. Our God did us.